Hey guys, just after I'd uh, finished recording the podcast with Andy, uh, I was uh, kind of just getting ready for bed and I had a message pop up on Skype and it was from the uh, uh, potential guest we were supposed to have on, John Hamer. He got in touch with us and unfortunately <laughs> his bloody laptop had completely crashed and uh, he had to be, go and borrow one from a friend and he tried to make it on in time but he was a couple of hours late and he's like, I'm, I know I'm late, I'm sorry, are we still going to do it? And I said... Dude, sorry, we did one anyway. Uh, Andy and I jumped on and did the show. Um, but we've rescheduled for next Sunday. So that interview with John will be coming up next week. So sorry about that, folks. But shit happens and uh, life goes on. Cheers. Alrighty, folks. So it's time now for the General Knowledge Podcast, Season 4, Episode 13. Um, g'day to all the listeners out there. I hope everyone's been enjoying the content we've been putting out there. I've... Uh, Put up a couple of teaser shows over the last couple of weeks. Um, just uh, well, we're still kind of organising the the main show and trying to get some uh, some stuff together. I, I did a couple of member shows. Uh, they're the ones that support it and keep it going. So I thought I'll pump out some content for those guys. So I hope they're all enjoying it. Uh, we, yeah, we had the the uh, con- bonus content show with uh, singer songwriter Nick Phillips, and then of course we had uh, Adam. Crab, Mr. Kraz from the Kraz Files podcast as well. Had some really good chats on those ones there. I really enjoyed those shows. Uh, so if you'd like to uh, listen to the full episodes of those, as of course I only put half the show up for everyone to kind of have a listen to, and if they like it, they can head on over and listen to the rest, as well as all the other, I think there's 70 odd different posts over there that you can listen to and read and uh, enjoy extra bonus content shows over at the Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash real news Australia. But for this one, uh, Andy and I are going to have a bit of a chat. We were sort of sitting here waiting for our guest for this evening. We we had scheduled in John Hamer um, from over there at the Falsification of History. Everyone who listens to this show should know John. Uh, new book he's had published uh, has just come out. Welcome to the Masquerade, the prelude to the Great Reset. So we were kind of, uh, yeah, we had him all teed up. Ready to come on at 7, at 7pm our time, which is 10am UK time. Unfortunately, he hasn't... Uh, Hasn't appeared for the show, so I thought, bugger it, Andy and I will just have a bit of a chinwag and and still do a show anyway and pump out some content for you guys and rearrange uh, another time to have John on the show to go over the uh, the latest book. It is quite the tome, and I'm looking forward to uh, actually getting a copy of this one. It looks fantastic. 
basically covering the uh, the last two years of everything that's been happening. He and uh, his co-author Shannon uh, Shannon Rowan have um, put a lot into this book, so I can't wait for that one and uh, to go over it with John. But in the meantime, like I said, uh, John isn't here, and we've uh, been sort of sitting here just chatting and getting some things sorted. In the meantime. I do have Andy with me. Andy, thanks for coming along for the uh, for the chat, mate. Always appreciate your time. You always give to the show. Thanks, man. How are you? Yeah, pleasure, General. Yeah, I'm really good, mate. Yeah, yeah it's been a good weekend so far. Awesome. Another long weekend here in Australia, of course, for us. What's it, number four now? This is our fourth in a row? Is that right? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> mm. um, but I'm like you. I kind of like, I, I, you know... I generally breeze over the the long weekends. We sort of like just start on Monday and we usually go into the office and it's nice and quiet and <laughs> get a lot of stuff done. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll take time off, you know, while everyone else is working and sort of work our own hours really. So, yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't take much heed to Labor Day. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. I'd rather just... Uh... I mean, I've got work coming out of my ears, but I'd rather just enjoy the day off with the family, to be honest. Get a bit of downtime. It's good. Working our asses off up here in Queensland, where everything is still growing. Far out. Get, get a bit of, we get a bit of rain, and we get then we still get the hot weather. It's, it was still like, you know, high 20s this week, man. Like, I'm just... Oh, anyway, That's right. Still growing like crazy. Like high, hot weather and uh, lots of water, so uh, keeps the general working very hard. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking oath! Oh my god. Anyway, oh, all right. You can almost you can almost hear stuff growing out there if I, you listen I, carefully. Enough. Literally, Danielle and I look outside and we we look at the grass and think, "Holy shit! We just did that like on the weekend. It needs to do it again." Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway. Yeah, watching the grass grow has suddenly become exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it means it means dollars for me, so I don't I don't mind it too much. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh, mate. Well, thanks for, um, again, thanks for your time for coming on today, mate. So we'll just go over a few things, what we've got in front of us here. Bit of a uh, keep an eye on on the shit happening uh, here in Australia and abroad. And we'll just have a quick quick ching where we don't need to do a marathon show for all the listeners uh, for this particular one. We'll just uh, wind it up whenever it takes its toll. Um, but yeah, so what have I got here? I was, I was having a look-see because I had... I might just bring it up now. Actually, I had one of our um, one of our listeners get a to him get a today for Citizen Eight, as he's as he's known. Um, and I hope he doesn't mind me talking about this, but sent me a um, a message, and I, I kind of I get where he's coming from, right? So I'll read the the message out. Basically, he wanted to get my thoughts on 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 this type of scenario that. And we've all had this as well. He goes, hey, mate, how you going? Lots of talk about all this no virus stuff and, you know, listening to David Parker and Dawn Lester interviews and, you know, which, of course, we've had those guests on our show um, from the, um, uh, you know, the What Really Makes You Ill show we did with their, with about their uh, fantastic book. Of course, the, uh, the germ theory and the terrain theory and all that sort of stuff. Um, so he's, you know, he's talking about, he's listened to all those shows. He's listened to the interviews with those folks but he goes, I can remember at least half a dozen times in his life where he's had a whole group of people that have all come together and everybody's pretty much gotten sick with the same thing. Like a few, a flu, you know, or they're, they're vomiting or they're, you know, got diarrhea or something. 
you know, he reckons he was the first in a group of a brick of a bricklaying group uh, or bricklaying gang, I should say. You know, and then after the day after he went crook, the rest of the crew got crook. Um, thinks like you know, times he remembers times when he went camping, like, like you know, maybe ten years ago or so, and a bunch of different families all get together in the same spot, and then everybody ends up getting sick with the same sort of thing. Uh, you know, people coming by who reckon they had rotavirus, and then the next day his missus gets sick with the same thing, and then he gets sick the day after that, all that sort of thing. Like, so he wanted to get my thoughts on it, right? And of course, we've all had this over the over the years, and you know, you think you see your your kids come home sick with a bug from school or something, and you're like, oh, here we go, it's going to go through the household, and sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but then the child, of course, then gets the blame, you know, like oh, they're bringing home a a virus or or whatever from school, and you know, it all goes through the household and blah blah blah. But this was my answer to him, Andy. Okay, ready? So, this was this is what I said, and and tell me if you agree to, with this. But it, we kind of need to get our heads around this concept of what's making people sick, right? So I said to him in my reply, I said, "The virus is the scapegoat. It always is. It's like how greenies always blame climate change for any weather abnormalities." When the truth of the matter is, just because we, or science, can't explain what's really happening, it doesn't mean climate change is the correct answer by default. Same goes for a virus. A virus always gets the blame when we can't actually explain exactly what's causing an illness. How many times when you were young did you go to the doctor when you were sick only to be told, oh, it's viral, not much we can do, drink fluids and rest? I know for myself, I've had that plenty of times, back when I was young. I said, now, with the examples you gave me, when, uh, whenever it's in a similar group, uh, living, working, eating, sleeping, etc., in the same conditions, it's a telltale sign that things like habits and food and drink consumed, weather conditions, stress, all played a part. But there's also another phenomenon. People can and do get sick because of the mere suggestion that they will get sick. We do it to ourselves. This is actually scientifically proven. There is a reason, this is the reason why drug trials have a placebo group. The mind is very powerful in terms of our health. People who get together like your family, for example, were most likely eating the same food, uh, all exposed to the same conditions that day. So it makes sense that many people can fall ill due to toxicity as well. Maybe you all ate bad food and you got food poisoning or things like that. Or not the right type of food, or the wrong, you know, things like the wrong types of foods and too much of them, that sort of thing. This can be caused by bad food or water, etc. No virus has ever been proven to exist. Not ever. They cannot isolate a virus from a sample from a sick person. It's never been done. Studies have been done where subjects who were diagnosed with the flu uh, tried to infect healthy individuals by coughing on them, spitting on them, etc., you know, using, uh, getting their mucus and putting it in their own mouths and all this sort of stuff, right? Um, and this, and, and no infection was passed on. Those healthy people didn't get sick, right? This has been proven time and time again. I cannot offer you a direct answer as to why some people end up sick after being exposed to other sick people. There are far too many variables. For example, is... 
each individual eating a healthy diet? Do they smoke? Are they exposed to other toxins in their everyday life, etc., etc., etc.? The simplest explanation is that when someone gets sick, it's because their body is trying to rid itself from toxins. Like they say, there are only four things that cause disease. Stress, toxic chemicals, radiation, and I actually can't think of the other one. Andy, chime in if you can remember it. I can't remember what it is. Um, But stress is a huge one. Why does a change in weather, uh, like when you get a chill, make us sick? Because the body is put into a stress state and releases and produces excessive amounts of cortisone, which is a stress hormone. Too much cortisone in your body results in a whole host of systemic issues and you end up with toxicity and you then produce you know, symptoms and so forth. That was basically my response to him. Um, what, do you, what do you make of that, mate? Because, I mean, obviously you and I, we've, we've all had this in our lives and until we've kind of really gone down this rabbit hole of this non-existent virus paradigm, that it's not a virus that's causing it, it's something else. We may not know exactly what that is, but we know it's not a virus. What's your thoughts, mate? Yeah. Um, Look, uh, your point in regards to the mind, I'm totally into that. Mm. I I reckon definitely your mind and your mind's thoughts are what make the person. And and your mind and its thoughts can can, um, make illness and also make it go away as well. So, I mean, but the body does need to be sick every now and again like to 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 clear it out um to increase your temperature um and i think it just works as a general like clean up and clean out mm. i think there is there is that without me speaking you know like a out of school I, I in my experience that that's how it works and it works like that with me because i'll get I'll, I'll probably get sick where I, you, you know, like I'll be down for maybe three or four days every couple of years, and and my wife always says, you know, oh, you just, it, you you do you were just due for it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's almost like a great reset for Andy, with you know, just a just a your body overheats, you get a run of fever, and you know, you run it you run its course and. Well, it's it's your own it's your body's way of expelling and shedding this you know this this toxicity from its body. There's you know like if you have something an overload in your system of some kind, you know what are the ways that your body can get rid of it? You can cough, you can sneeze, you can throw up, you can uh, defecate and you know urinate all that sort of stuff. You know when your body is um, you know fighting off an, an infection of some kind or yeah, a toxic environment of some kind. Obviously, you know it has to shed mucosal layers to get rid of it out of your system because that's where it gets pushed into, or it's those are the protective areas, and it catches the you know this sort of this buildup. You know, and it's got to get rid of it somehow. So, and it, it knocks yeah. you about, knocks you off your feet, doesn't it? You know, like I remember seeing a quote from a doctor. I I, I can't remember who it was or anything, but I can paraphrase phrase it for you. But basically, he was saying that. You know, so-called flu is like one of the the one of the main miracle things that humanity has in its in its defense in stay in in being able to stay healthy. Like it's it's your body. It's a perfect way your body can do to reset itself, like you were saying, 
and clear it out of the toxicity and kind of restart itself. You know what I mean? You, you fall yeah. ill, you get sick, you're knocked on your ass for a week or so, but then you're back up and you're fighting fit again. You're good to go. Your body has cleared out what it didn't need and got rid of everything it wanted to get rid of and you're right to go again. You know what I mean? Because you had some kind of buildup that it didn't like of some kind of toxicity level and it needed to get rid of it. And that's what it does, you know? That's how yeah. that's 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 literally life. That's what the our, us as an organism have to go through. Um, that's our that's our natural correct. immune system at work, yeah. which which what you and me absolutely believe in. Mm-hmm. We don't believe in an artificial immune system that some pharma company wants to sell us. We just believe we just want to operate on our God given natural immune system. That's that's my absolute belief in mm. that regards too. So that's that's how we do. Can I make one little point too Far in away. regards to especially, especially, you know, with Australia coming into its winter period. Yep. There's a mis- misnomer like that cold air or you know it magically has like bad things in it that <laughs> make you sick. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> I know. So that's the, and it's the, and, it, and it's even like, you know, like something that's drilled into, into your, from your mother, from like, you don't, don't have the window open or you'll get a chill, right? Mm. You must have heard of that, mm-hmm. like heaps of times. But that's actually, that's not right. You don't get disease from cold air no. or from an open window. And what happens actually is when people close up their houses and close all the doors and close up all the windows and lock us into houses and like turn on on heaters, yeah, yeah gas heaters and get, things, yeah. And it just it just gets this like perfect storm for little nasties to grow in that for mm-hmm. a start because yeah. it's got that that perfect temperature for for bugs to yeah, actually for, like for, for bacteria to breed. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. So it's it's um. So Billy, my wife, she. I mean, this is like ten years ago. She, I was in that mindset that that like ten plus years ago that that cold, the windows open and doors open during winter time would be like catastrophic, you know. Mm. But you know, like I've completely turned around on it. Like when we go to bed in the middle of winter, all our windows are open, right? Yeah, we keep ours open too, actually. You know, and so the actual rooms, like, it's quite cool. And and then, and so, so it's quite cool. So your face is, like, you know, exposed to cool air when you're sleeping. You just have a nice doona over your body to get your body your body warm. And yep. that's, and, and that's, I think that's, it's just, it makes sense when it was sort of explained, explained to me. And I hope the, the listeners can sort of get some, get some sense out of what I'm trying to say here. Well, see, the way so, I see it too, Andy, you know, I think you're, you're you're correct as well, but I think there's just slightly more to it. And I've only learned this because of, um, you know, sure like Dawn, Dawn Lester <laughs> and David Parker and stuff. But, you know, because that whole, you know, you might catch a chill sort of thing but and, and, and get sick. But when you, if you do, if you are feeling too cold, you know, there's things that your body does to try and help you. You know, you shiver because you try and generate heat, you know, um, in your body to help keep you warm, to keep your your um, you know core temperature at, at the correct temperature. Because if your core temperature drops, then you have you suffer from uh, hypothermia, all that sort of stuff. You know, it's only going to go down like two degrees in your core temperature before you start to suffer the adverse events of a 
of a lower, you know, too lower a body temperature for too long sort of thing, you know. So if you start to shiver and you're getting cold and, you know, you're, you're kind of trying to warm yourself up, you rub your body, all that sort of thing. But what happens in your body is too, is when you go into those kind of states like either, uh, um, you know, when you're too cold, even when you're too hot, to be honest, a stress response occurs within your body. You know what I mean? So if you're too hot, you know, you can, your body will then start to shut down and stuff. You can pass out, all that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, when you're too cold you and you start to shiver and you're, going, you're getting hypothermia, not hypo, uh, not, hypo, not hypothermia, hypothermia, the, the reverse. You know, um, your body releases a stress hormone called um, cortisone, you know, which is not good for your body. It actually causes a lot of issues in your body, but it's it's your body's way of telling you, well, you're a bit cold, dumbass. Try and warm up. You know what I mean? Um, that's just what your body does. It tries to let you know that there's something happening. But like I said, when you get this um, excessive amount of cortisone in your in your bloodstream, it actually wreaks havoc on other systems within your body, which then can produce things like cold and flu-like symptoms because your body is trying to deal with this hormone that it needs to get rid of out of its out of your body. Um, that's one of the other things I learned as well, and. I think I was chatting to Claire, you know, Sean, Sean's Mrs. Claire, um, our uh, nutritionist, um, PhD friend of ours in the group. You know, it, she's um, she studied things like this and vitamin D and all that sort of stuff because you know she knows the the impact that particular hormones and um, vitamins and minerals have on bodily systems. And she was telling me about you know how cortisone is such a bad thing for your body as well. And she's kind of confirmed it for me. Uh, so that's one of the things I learned as well. But it, just back on the whole virus thing, I'll, I'll just uh, share the screen now for the for the members who are viewing this so they can see. Um, let me know if you can see my screen there, Andy. Can you yep. see? Yep, you can see it. Okay. Uh, no. Yep. Yeah, it's sort of spread. Uh, might be just my. Is it spread too mind. wide? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let me just stop that for one second. There's another way I can do it. Hang on. Switch screen or window. Try this one. Is that a bit better? Uh, I'll look up. I know you're on a phone, but... Um, yeah, that's right. Anyway, I've just enlarged it a bit anyway, but I'll read this out. Hopefully the members can see this. Okay. So this is from a Dr. Robert O. Young. He's put this up. You know, what is a virus? In Latin, the word virus means poison or toxin all right and the word inflammation means to means uh, i ignite or set alight like gasoline with when metabolic and or dietary acids are collected and retained in the inter uh, interstitial fluids or what is called the uh interstitial interstitium i think it's called uh organ or uh the third kidney if the acidic cellular and dietary waste is not removed from the uh, from these fluids uh, of this area via the lymphatic system and then out through the urination, defecation, or, pres or um, perspiration, this waste can remain in the uh, in these fluids or be pushed out and collected in the connective tissues or the acid catches of the body of the blood. Uh, when this happens, the organs, tissues, and glands will light up or ignite with inflammation or pain. So he's just talking about basically how you know the body deals with all this sort of shit. 
the acidic environment of the intestinal, no, not intestinal, interstitial fluids or the interstitium determines cancer, not genes. So he's talking about how those things cause cancer. Basically, simply put, viruses are metabolic, dietary or respiratory and environmental acids that are the only cause for any sickness and disease in the body. So there you go. The first micrograph below using a pH or phase contradictory or contrast microscopy shows a green crystal of solidified acid called lactic acid, which causes inflammation and soreness. These acid crystals are always found in the blood in elevated amounts of patients with diagnosed heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. Elevated amounts of lactic acid were also quantified using non-invasive blood and interstitial fluid tests. Um, so he's got images there of a live blood cell analysis. And some more there on the screen. What is a viral poison? A virus or poison is not just a chemical poison, but can also be a vibration or electromagnetic frequency, like 5G, pulsating uh, V or viral frequency that disturbs and damages the cell membrane, causing the cell to biologically transform from a healthy state to an unhealthy state, such as with the corona effect or the spikes or knobs that appear when the cell is breaking down. These electromagnetic poisoning frequencies are called radio waves, microwaves, x-rays, and gamma waves. Refer to the electromagnetic frequency field below. This is an image over there. Conclusion. Uh, when you add the viral poisonous chemicals like glyphosate, carbon monoxide, lactic acid, etc. from vaccines that contain aluminium oxide, mercury, alcohol, and uh, oh, he's got mercury again, injected directly into the blood, these poisonous chemicals are pushed out of the body, uh, the blood into the interstitial fluids and then into the connective tissues and act like an antennae that attracts radiation um, directly to your body. There we go. Yeah. Interesting stuff there. Good little website, actually. He's got some pretty cool stuff. Uh, and that was basically come from... Yeah, he's got the yeah, Dr. Robert... DrRobertYoung.com. He's got his other posts there. There is no evidence of any existence of any viruses isolated by anyone anywhere in the world. And, yeah, basically goes through it all. Saying that uh, there's no evidence for all so-called non-existent viral variants from alpha to the beginning to the end... Beta, Delta, Marburg, Omicron to their finale, the media release of the Omega variant, the end. Uh, all so-called viruses are imaginary and only exist as a computer-generated illusion and never found in nature. Uh, there is zero evidence oh, wow. of any COVID-19 virus having been isolated and then purified from any patient on the planet by anyone anywhere. And thus, there is zero proof of its existence. The whole COVID-19 pandemic is all smoke and mirrors orchestrated by bad actors or Luciferians with the high probability of bad intentions. Um, so he's got a, a list basically of um, a list from pretty much any country in the world that has done a um, freedom of information request from their governments trying to get their isolation you know, of this virus uh, from their governments. But that's pretty, yeah. So he, there's, I remember seeing this website previously actually, but yeah, talking about that yeah. one. Interesting stuff. We've covered similar sort of, you know, things in the shows like like many, many times mm. in regards to, um, you know, uh, like 
like those, um, you know, vaccine-related you know, subjects. But like one thing um, uh, that we've said a few times too is that uh, if this experimental substance is pushed directly into the bloodstream, it has, you know, it's it's catastrophic if it has the ability to bypass any of our filter systems, you know? Yeah, that's and that's the difference because before, um, I think before we started recording, actually, you were talking about this whole, you know, the snake venom thing, right? Um, and the way, obviously, the way a snake venom works, it's it's like a snake venom is basically a protein. I'm pretty sure that gets injected into you, right? And remember how when we there's all this talk, obviously, about peanut allergies, right? Now, kids were getting peanut allergies, obviously, as a side effect or or because of the poisoning from vaccines, because vaccine manufacturers were using the cheap peanut oil as one of the additives and they could never quite get all of the proteins out of that peanut oil and hence some of it was getting injected into children when you when a protein is injected directly into someone's bloodstream they develop like an anaphylactic response to that particular protein hence therefore they build up this this defensive wall against like so that's why whenever they come across any peanuts or anything, they immediately get into these anaphylactic shocks again because their body doesn't know how to deal with it because it thinks it's basically poison that's getting, you know, into their system and they've got to try and get it out or shut down or whatever. Um, you know, that's like with snake venom as well. Snake venom is like a, a protein that gets injected in you and it, it starts causing all sorts of things like, you know, it can cause your um, cardiac arrest, it can cause your pulmonary response, like you stop breathing and you... Uh, paralysis, all these different things, you know, can cause because this is getting injected directly into your bloodstream. Like what you said, like what happens with vaccines, you know, these things get injected directly into your bloodstream. And they are, of course, wreaking havoc with everyone, um, you know, in the, in the world, basically. And so all these things, and a lot of, uh, I've seen a lot of um, reports, not just snakes too, but things like, um, there's some poisonous, uh, like sea snakes, oh, like, well, snakes again, I guess, sea snakes, but other poisonous um, fish, things like um, like stonefish and stuff, Andy, you know, like if you step on them, you know, and stuff like that, they can paralyze Jelly, you. Jellyfish. Jellyfish as well. Yeah, that's right. They have these paralysis things when they when they sting you and gets injected into your bloodstream and stuff. But some of them I've seen, and especially with some snakes, some of their venom actually causes coagulation, causes blood clotting in its victim. You know what I mean? So it's kind of interesting that these vaccines that they're fucking... They, look, I keep saying vaccines. We can't call them vaccines. These inoculations. Adam tends to use that word. These inoculations that are getting pumped into people. You know, we've seen... We, we talk and we've, we've spoken to um, um, John O'Looney, the funeral home director, you know, and, and these embalmers that he has spoken to and some of the embalming jobs he's done and look at the blood that's in these in these poor people that have died from these shots no wonder they call them clot shots they are they are riddled riddled with blood clots Andy aren't they full of blood clots you know what I mean that's right yeah so that's and, what's and happening the, the same same thing is happening in Australia mm. and yeah. I want to I'm going to bring up this um Hopefully I can scroll. I'm just on the Crows Files chat here. Some good content over there, guys. Hope everyone can... Who's one of my members at the Telegram, get over at the Crows Files chat. If you can't get in, he might have made it 
private now because he's having a lot of spammers get in, but um, you'll have to look up what's his username. Uh, at Kraz underscore files, look up Adam and uh, request to join the group. That'll get you in. Uh, he's got a video. I'm just going to scroll through quickly. Here we go. All right, let me share the screen again. Let me bring this up. need the sound on. Let me share the screen again. Hopefully you can see this. I'm going to make it bigger before I play it so don't freak out on me. <laughs> ah, come on, get bigger. Here we go. Let's go back to the starting. What you're looking at here is blood clots. And I'll read what it says in the post after we see. All right. All right. So it says, this is from another body just hours after death sent to me by an embalmer. I have no clue how someone can survive with that stuff in their vascular system. But he sees this now every day. Nobody in government wants to investigate. And that's from at COVID vaccine victims. Wow. So uh, blood clots just all again, more and more blood clots, Andy. It's crazy. Hey, I'll stop sharing that. Yeah. Um, Insane. That's, that's the thing. And, and that, and that's, I'll, I'll do some more research in it because I haven't got all the information at hand yet, but like, the information that I got, um, the blood clots was um, like uh, perpendicular to snake bites as well. So there's some correlation going on there. We'll, we'll dig deeper into that. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've heard a few other people talk about it. Um, I mean, you know, are you referring to that um, Watch the Water documentary thing? I mean, I've had so many people send that to me, and I've never, no. I haven't actually watched it, but yeah. No, um, it wasn't from that. It wasn't that. Okay, all right. Yeah, but I'll I'll get I'll get some information. But yeah, look, just our our conversation tonight. Like, there's a lot of correlation between the actual vaccines and snake bite victims and the um, adverse reactions to um, this experimental um, inoculation and snake bites. So we need to we need to we need to dig a bit deeper into this and get some quality information. I'm going to search for it and just see what comes up. <laughs> I wonder if there's anyone who's who's actually putting some shit up now. Uh, there's a few fucking fact checkers, of course. <laughs> uh, Study finds link between COVID-19 deaths and snake venom. That was back in September 21. Scientists from the University of Arizona discovered an enzyme similar to the one found in rattlesnake venom. Okay, interesting. So it looks like, yeah, even just all I did was search for COVID vaccine snake bite <laughs> just to see what happens. Um. On, go on good old Google, did you? No, uh, that, well, I use pre-search. Um, so, oh, okay. yeah, it's like a secure kind of one. It doesn't send any data anywhere, but it uses the major ones as a search. You know, it kind of uses their, their power to search for shit. Um, 
is there snake venom conspiracy oh, it's, a, it's a few perhaps dodgy looking ones uh, COVID-19 is snake venom claims anti-vax documentary uh, so there's a lot of people trying to fucking debunk it at all and all that sort of shit of course which is usually a telltale sign that maybe they're on the right track because <laughs> it's like yeah, uh, yeah, damage yeah. control quick quick say it's um, yeah. Yeah, say it's all uh, um, you know, fact checkers say it's fake news <laughs> So who knows? Yeah, we might need to look into that one. I'll I'll do some more uh, research on it and see what comes up. Uh, yeah, but, we need to, we need to dive deeper into that one before yeah. we start. Yeah, it is interesting. It. It, it is interesting that one of the main things that and we that was right from the beginning. Hey, Andy, when they rolled out AstraZeneca, you know that what were they talking about constantly? Was blood clots? It was why they, that's yeah. where the term clot shot came from was because of that fucking um, stupid thing was going put into people and a lot of people were getting having blood clots and having uh, aneurysms and heart attacks and all sorts of shit. And now we're seeing such, you know, ongoing more and more people, the hundreds and thousands of people in putting up, uh, you know, sharing their videos and sharing the information from these uh, shots. Uh, embalmers, you know, funeral home directors like we have with John O'Looney, you know, talking about how that's what they're seeing. Massive amount of blood clotting. You know, in a, in a dead body, apparently what he was saying was when a, when a person dies, you know, the, it, all they need to do is make a, a nick and an incision on an artery and then they can literally drain the, the body. The body will just, you know, the blood will flow out of the body. It won't, it won't have any trouble coming out. You know, that was what he was saying. That's right. Because it doesn't clot. It doesn't form. It doesn't heal. It just drains out. But what yeah. was he seeing? He was just seeing it was like sludge. That's what he was saying. He was like... It was like jelly in their bloodstream. It wouldn't come out. The blood wasn't coming out, wasn't flowing out of people's bodies, which is incredibly bizarre. It should not be happening, but this is happening more and more and more. So it's just crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Which, 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 which it has been talked about from the funeral directors as the real cause of death. Right? That's right. Yeah. Especially when you've got a footballer that's working his body really, really hard. Of course, you know, if you get a blockage there, man, they, of course they're going to, like, fall over and drop dead, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and what are you seeing, you know, like uh, on the sports field, like around the world? You're seeing exactly people collapsing and, and things. So. Yeah, well, what did I mention before we started recording? I think I said there was, where is it? Here we go. Um, let me click on the link here. Oh, I've already got it up. Here we go. Uh, it's from a website called Adverse Reaction Report. They've got an article here. It says, Complete COVID-19 vaccine-related athlete injury slash death list to date. 779 cardiac arrests, uh, serious issues, and 500 dead. That was published on March 19 this year. Um, it's definitely not normal for so many mainly young athletes to suffer from cardiac arrests or to die while playing their sport. But this year, it is happening. Many of these heart issues and uh, deaths come shortly after they get a COVID vaccine. While it is possible this can happen to people who did not get a COVID vaccine, the sheer numbers clearly point to the only obvious cause. The so-called health professionals running the COVID vaccine programs around the world keep repeating that the COVID vaccine is a normal vaccine and it is safe and effective. And I've got a tweet here from a guy was a professional for nearly 20 years from 1996, played nearly 500 games, club and international level. Never, ever was there one cardiac arrest, either in the crowd or a player. It's actually quite scary. Um, 
So in response to their pronouncement, here is a non-exhaustive and continuously growing list of mainly young athletes who had medical issues in 2021 and 2022 after receiving one or more COVID vaccines. Um, initially, many of these were not reported. We know that uh, many people were told not to tell anyone about their adverse reactions and the media was not reporting them. They started happening and ramping up after the first round of COVID vaccinations. The mainstream media are still not reporting most. But sports news cannot ignore the fact that soccer players and other stars collapse in the middle of a game due to a sudden cardiac arrest, many of those to die, more than 50%. We also note that many posts in Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, forums, and news stories are being removed. Um, But yeah, the article goes on. I'll keep that up and I'll put that in the show notes for folks to have a look at. Very interesting. We're seeing, yeah, and you, you, you cannot ignore the fact, you know, it's happened here in Australia with AFL players, you know, not that they've died, but, um, yeah, some serious shit happening to these poor fuckers. All because of these goddamn shots far out. Imagine that. Imagine that. You just told, yep, everyone's got to have it to play, and then now you, you, you've you just lost your whole career, <laughs> everything you've worked for. <laughs> well, not only that, you've, you've put your life in jeopardy. Oh, of course. Or- life outside of football like that's even you know so you can't even drive a truck or yeah. you know go on, on a on a bricklaying gang or something like that so yeah your life is really really turned upside down you know? that's right um hey, he, yeah we'll, we'll get into that more yeah here's another thing that's interesting andy too have you noticed in the news lately they've been talking about <laughs> the resurgence of all these other fucking diseases that have just come out of nowhere, you know what I mean? Like, um, now they're talking about how uh, the deadly hepatitis is uh, making a comeback. Have you, have you seen this? Hepatitis is now back in the, in the, uh, in the limelight. You know, like, what? what? I did. Why? Uh, I, I, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, probably to why. sell more Hep B vaccines, I guess. Well, but, I reckon um, it's, a, yeah. it's a sign. I reckon it's because they're... They're getting sick because of these jabs, mate. And it's just causing things that probably look like hepatitis, maybe. Um, yeah. This one's out of Yahoo News, mate. Deadly hepatitis in Australia. Plausibility is increasing. Uh, this went up today, actually. Fears over the mysterious hepatitis outbreak are growing as the illness edges closer to home. So far, almost 200 young children worldwide have fallen ill with gastroenteritis-type illness many with acute liver failure or inflammation. The major- almost 200. I wouldn't exactly write home about that. It's, only, it's not a big number. Um, the majority of cases have been in the UK, um, but the World Health Organization has recorded cases in Europe, America, Israel, and mostly, most recently Japan. Uh, although exports, experts... <laughs> experts, they, all, they love the experts, don't they? Although experts don't know... Uh, a lot just yet, or anything, to be honest, uh, including the exact cause or how it spread, the chances of it reaching Australia is increasing, according to an Australian-based researcher. The plausibility is increasing as the global case numbers appear to rise, but there's plenty still to be resolved about the cause and the mode of trans uh, transition. Transition? I think they mean transmission, if it is a virus. If it is a virus. There you go again, pushing the virus theory. Professor Andrew Lloyd from University of New South Wales. Here we go. If it's if it's droplet transmission, person to person, like SARS, for example, yeah, God damn it, always pushing the virus narrative. The probability is much higher than what we uh, call fecal 
to oral, which is person-to-person contact with contaminated hands, for instance. It's not yet possible to predict whether the illness will occur in Australia until the the cause uh, and pattern of the spread has been identified. But the fact it occurred initially in England and then in Europe suggests that it can spread between countries and the increasing numbers definitely raise concern. It's just more fear porn. All this is. That's all it is, Andy. It's so ridiculous. But, yeah, that's one of them. Uh, What was another thing I saw? Things like shingles was making a comeback and uh, all these diseases they apparently have vaccines for. What, what? Yeah, yeah, of course. In, dun, dun, dun. Isn't that exactly. amazing? <laughs> yeah, wonderful people that they are. They're here to save us from mm. all these horrible things. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, always something. Same old, same old. Yeah, always something that we've already apparently got a, a vaccine for, and yet it's just having to come back. So we need more vaccines, more, more, more. Oh, more profit. Oh, Blackguard, Vanguard, need more company profits. Woo, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, they've got their fingers in every fucking pie, don't they? BlackRock and Vanguard, but fire out. I'll, I'll do a little video, right? And I discussed with you off air that we, we looked at every single company in Australia, like significant public companies there, and the major shareholder is either Vanguard, well, it's all Vanguard, really, but a few are BlackRock. But like 98% of them are Vanguard. I'm talking West Farmers, Westpac, ANZ, like uh, Commonwealth. All the big public companies and stuff are all. All the major shareholders are Vanguard. It's incredible, man. It's absolutely incredible. But when you flick through it, like, and it's so easy to do on, on um, Yahoo uh, Business. Just go to the like the um, stock trading um, yep. pages in there, the business trading thing there. And and you just you just just pick any company you like, any major public company, and that, and just click on the the major shareholder, and it's Vanguard sitting at the top on every single one of them, bar none. Wow, that's crazy, I couldn't, man. I could I couldn't find any company that you know didn't pop into that popped into my head. I think I did about twenty of them that I that I knew on the top of my head, and every single one of them, Vanguard was the major shareholder. So. Um, yeah, it's, so it's absolutely, who, absolutely nuts. So that then begs the question, who, who is Vanguard? Who is the controlling, you know, who's the CEO? Who owns Who owns the controlling stake in Vanguard? You know, where's their investment money coming from? Is it is it Rothschilds? Is it Rockefeller? You know, it's got to be some of the big ones, surely. It's some it's, of the big names. It's, it's all be. that. It's all that. It's that it, Rothschild-like um, Rockefeller-like entities own Vanguard and BlackRock. So they own the controlling majority shareholders in almost every country, every company in the world pretty much, eh? Every big company. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, every every media agency here, uh, every pharmaceutical agency, every oil company is either, uh, is either fully controlled uh, or Vanguard or BlackRock are the major shareholders. Wow. So, and they're the big, three big things, doesn't it? Is you control oil, you control pharma, you control media. It's all, all bought and paid for by BlackRock or Vanguard. It's, it's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. Man, that's um, that's just full on. Hey, can't believe it. That's, oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, in fact, what I should do, what I'll do is this week is I'm going to get, I'm going to get all of the public come. I'll do about twenty or thirty of them, and we'll do it in fast motion. So you know, I go click, 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 
and then and then just just flash it in the title there. So you'll see, you know, in a maybe a one minute video out of mm. say thirty companies, you'll see Vanguard as the as the top shareholder for all these companies, all these major companies in in Australia. And I'm sure the US would be the same. But um it'll blow you away, you know. <laughs> Unbelievable. And even hey. even coming even coming out of the we're coming out of driving out of the Soap Hotel in Brisbane um, last night, right? after we're even talking about it over um, a little bit of dinner in between jobs and come around the corner there and there's this illuminated like, advertising box like you see on the side of a bus shelter there and it, and it would had Vanguard, your your employment partner in Australia, jobs for growth and all of this sort of like PR sort of wow. stuff. I thought, man, they're even taking over the, the bus stops, <laughs> the bus shelters yeah, here now. right in people's faces, wow. Oh, they're fully they're fully in people's faces. They um now they're now they're openly bragging about everything that they own here in this country. So mm. you know, so um yeah. <laughs> Man, it's mad. That is, that's crazy. That's such it's when you it's like when you think about the media ownership, how there's, you know, like six companies that own all media on the planet, you know, not obviously alternative and, and independent, but all major media platforms, you know, all the big companies, you know, they're, they're contr- every other media outlet in the world, like, you know, your CNNs and your CBSs and your ABCs and all that sort of shit, they're all owned by like Disney or Comcast or whatever, you know, like there's six companies that own all of them. Um, and then you probably look at who owns those six companies and it'll be BlackRock and Vanguard, <laughs> You know, that's right. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like the top of the pyramid. Yeah, it all it, just blows that's down. right. This 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 entity owns this companies, and this, and then there's an entity above that that owns this, and you get right to the top, and there's only one or two, and the one or two is Vanguard or BlackRock, yeah. and it's absolutely nuts when you when you just have a quick look at it, like what I'm describing here. Man, you won't believe it. Me and my wife were like flicking through it, and it was like, "Oh, pick a company, pick a company, pick anything." You know, like, oh, I don't know, pick any bank, pick any oil company, pick anything that you like. You know, and then sure enough, Vanguard is the major shareholder. <laughs> it's just nuts. Mm. <laughs> anything that's worth anything, that's like you know, that's a like a national big national player in this country, like West Farmers, which owns you know of course bunnings and um Woolworths, i think i could be wrong but um it, it west farmers owns a lot of stuff but vanguard owns west farmers so you know the top of the the top of the pyramid like it's it's just controls everything so and wow. that's where yeah. we've got and of course it makes sense because you know if something owns all of the media agencies and it and it controls all of the pharmaceutical companies then it just it just works to you know roll out whatever they want to roll out it's all in the interests of vanguard using its agencies and its assets to to propagate its business that it wants to roll out on the population it's it's simple. It's so simple when you look at it, really. But yeah. that's that's the situation we're in. Well, here we go. Check this out. Ready? Uh, let me just share this so the viewers can see it. Oh, wrong one. Here we go. Okay, so I've just searched for who are the owners of Vanguard Group. 
Uh, Vanguard has a fairly unique structure in terms of investment management companies. The company is owned by its funds. The company's different funds are then owned by the shareholders. Thus, the shareholders are the true owners of Vanguard. The company has no outside investors other than its shareholders. Most of the major investment firms are publicly, are publicly traded. Interesting how it says most of the major investment firms are publicly traded that own Vanguard. So there's some private companies in there that obviously own shares of Vanguard. Uh, Vanguard's structure allows the company to charge very low expenses for its funds. Due to its scope of size, the company has been able to reduce its expenses over the years. The average expense ratio for Vanguard funds was 0.89% in 1975. Well, they've been around for a long time. That lumber stands at 0.09 in 2021, so it's barely fucking moved. Uh, some experts believe Vanguard's structure allows it to avoid conflicts of interest that are present at other investment management firms. Publicly traded investment management firms must cater to their shareholders and the investors in their funds. Key takeaways, here we go. Vanguard Group is the second largest investment firm in the world after BlackRock. It is the biggest issuer of mutual funds worldwide and the second biggest issuer of ETFs. Uh, the company is unusual in the fund world in that it is owned by its different funds, which are in turn owned by the company's shareholders. The company has no other owners than its shareholders, which is sets it apart from most publicly traded investment firms, which I mentioned before. Incredible. Yeah, wow. Uh, as of 2021, here we go. Look at this, really. As of 2021, Vanguard has more than $7.5 trillion in assets under management. Second to BlackRock with $9.01 trillion. Wow. The company is headquartered in Pennsylvania. Vanguard is the largest issuer of mutual funds in the world and the second largest issuer of exchange-traded funds. That's what ETFs are. Uh, it has 209 US funds as of 2021. It has one of the largest bond funds in the world as of 2021. The Vanguard Total Bond Market Index. Vanguard prides itself on stability and transparency, low costs, and risk management. It is a leader in the area of offering passively managed mutual funds and ETFs. Uh, there's a lot more in it there, so I'll put that in the show notes for the fa uh, folks to have a look at if they want to look at who really are this, this mob and uh, a bit more about them. Uh, it's from a website called Investopedia. But isn't that credible? Uh, in the trillion, seven and a half trillion for, Bla uh, for Vanguard and over nine trillion for BlackRock in... Uh, funds in assets under management I should say that is I mean that, that's it seems like that that's more money than what is their money in the world you know what I mean like that's right yeah oh it's so, mind blowing so, um, so between BlackRock and Vanguard there's like 16 and a half trillion dollars worth of under asset management correct yeah. uh, and, under asset management like man it's just <laughs> like just off the hook. Oh man, that's but, insane. Um, insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's something. That's something more to dive into at a later time. But mm. um, yeah, it's scary to think that. Well, this this segues into like, you know, like new world order type stuff. If if there's one entity that owns a controlling interest on all of the public companies throughout the world, then you know, and they have all of the politicians all bought and paid for, mm. then we're in a very dire space. We really are. And it's, and, it's, <laughs> and it's these kinds of big companies like this that 
they don't care what money is because they've got everything anyway. They don't care what form money takes. So when the coming, you know, central bank digital currencies get rolled out in the next, you know, within the next, well, probably before 2030 or by 2030, yeah, because that's what the next paradigm shift will be, will be the currency shift to central bank digital currencies. But, you know, these companies, these two big monoliths, they don't care what form money is. We do. To them, it's nothing. They don't, it doesn't, it makes no difference to them whatsoever. If anything, it's probably better for them if there is no actual cash, perhaps, you know what I mean? Uh, unless they're part of these companies that are, you know, in, involved in um, the laundering part of it in these uh, investment firms. Because a lot of these big banks are, you know, laundering money for drug cartels and all that sort of shit. Yeah, I think mm. these guys are above all of that. I think I think that would... That, yeah, look, I don't know. I'm no financial expert. But yeah, like, it's interesting though. Um, yeah, it is interesting. But the bottom line is that these two companies, which also own each other anyway, have the uh, controlling uh, a controlling um, interest in the whole world, really. <laughs> yeah, big time. That's right. They, they they control the financial markets and they control every. They just control the financial sectors of the world. So. Um, there's only one thing left after that is that they'll be coming after your soul, man, because <laughs> they've got all the money. <laughs> yeah, fuckers. So um, anyway, hey, I was just scrolling through um, uh, Crasfall's chat as well, and uh, Adam put this up as well. And yeah, we were mentioning yeah the resurgence of all these things. Remember, flu the flu disappeared for two years too. Remember, all of the so-called cases of flu in like 2018. Uh, then went to zero for 2019 and then all the cases of coronavirus apparently went up to the same amount which it would have been you know like they just kind of switched switched the terms over you know relabeled the flu to uh, coronavirus right but so he's put this video up here of um, the chief health officer Brett Sutton right let me uh, share this hopefully I'm not sure if you get the sound for this anyway but I'll I'll put it up and see what happens go to I'll Tell me, first of all, tell me if you can hear this, ready, um, Andy? Could you hear that at all? Andy, you're on mute. Uh, No, I haven't got any audio. Oh, okay, all right, well, I'll just play it, because in case my members can hear it, I'll just play it. It only goes for 30 seconds anyway, so let's just play this. So I'll, I'll just reiterate what he says there. The quote at the bottom here, it says, I'll just stop sharing that. All right, it says, uh, the insanity continues, the truth in plain sight. Chief Health Officer Brett Sutton, in his own words, for people, getting, uh, for people vaccinated against COVID, the flu may be a much more significant illness. That's what he said. 
So the last two and a half years of hysteria were all for nothing. Um, yeah, basically out of his own words right there. People who have, have the, had these fucking COVID jabs, um, the flu is going to hit them a lot harder. Basically, what's he saying there, Andy? What's he, what's he really telling everyone right there? Yeah, that's right. He's saying that, like, you know, all of this hysteria about this this killer thing is no, like, worse than the, the thing that we've, like, had every single winter, winter for the every, <laughs> the beginning every of year time. of our life yeah. so far. <laughs> yeah. It's the beginning of time. So, you know. Um, did you see Brett Sutton? Uh, when he, got, he supposedly got his um, COVID jab publicly the other week and instead of rolling up his sleeve, he takes off his whole shirt. Really? <laughs> oh, he's such a wanker. <sighs> it's, it's unbelievable, man. And the, and the feedback from the public was just hysterical. It's really, really funny. Oh, I hope he uh, enjoyed his uh, saline injection because well, I'm sure that's all he would have organised for himself. He, yeah. fu- he, fu- he knows. He fucking knows what these things are doing. He's one of the smart asses that actually knows what's going on, but he's just playing the field, you know, just telling everyone what they want to hear and stuff and being an absolute fucking C-word to everyone. But he knows. That's why. He, he wouldn't have had the real one, of course. I don't think he believes. He doesn't. He's not the one of those ones that believes his own lies, you know. he's He tells the lies and kind of smirks because he knows the truth. When you look him on any press conference, he's got that little cheeky grin on his face, little smirk every time he's fucking open his mouth. Hey, God, he won't put one on his chin big time. But I reckon what he's what he's saying is that people who have had the COVID jabs, you know, I, I think he's basically trying to tell everyone, well, you know, if you've had your COVID jab, you're probably going to get sick because you've you've been poisoned. You know, you're you're going to get your body's going to get shut down and flu is going to hit you a bit harder. Um, I think that's I think that's what he's secretly basically trying to well he's openly telling people but I think that's I think he actually means that to be honest you know what I mean because there is no COVID of course it's always just the flu that's killing everyone and uh, anyone who gets and they're, they're, they're pushing flu jabs like crazy too go and get your COVID jab and get your flu jab at the same time don't worry that there hasn't been any Sorry. any tests to any, or any um you know significant studies to prove that these two you know concoctions at the same time it you know hasn't been proven to be uh, you know, harmless to uh, to humans or anything else. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. There's been no test for that. Just go and get these double jabs going. You know what I mean? Like far out. Oh, it just makes me just shake my head. You know, just rub yeah. my face. I can't believe it. Bad world. I mean, yeah. I mean, the view is I look forward to the day when when these people these people are brought to just justice. Yeah. Eh? They're yeah. gonna have. They're, it's gonna be coming. Reckoning day of reckoning is. Um, is coming their way, but and I, but I really don't think that they think that it ever will. I really do think that they are just above, you know. The oh, they live in their own fantasy land, absolutely, mate. Yep, they really do. They do, yeah. But I do find yeah. it interesting though that a lot of yeah, you know, with the amount of people that are awake to it and are upset by it and and want to see a massive change, you know, in in government and get these fuckers out, you know. I, I do find it interesting that you know. These WEF World Economic Forum stooges take Macron over there in in France, for example. He is hated by his people, and yet he wins the election. Not you know, not by a lot. He only kind of just scraped it in, but you know, he was losing right up until like you know, really late that night of the counting or whatever. And then all of a sudden, he got all these votes out of nowhere. You know, like what a load of shit. They fucking can't stand him over there. Look at the. 
They've had way more protests than we have. They have been t on the streets like every day for weeks and weeks and weeks over there, like for such a long time. They hate him. They hate his guts. And then he gets in again. No fucking way. All that shit's controlled. And he is just another WEF stooge as well. Pre-selected pre to, uh, to be in that position. Same with... You know, fuckstick little Trudeau over there in Canada. You know, uh, all these little fuckers that are just WEF stooges. Yeah, they'll all get re-elected again. So anyone over here in this country who's on that WEF list, who we know has been chosen as one of their little um, new leaders or young leaders of whatever, uh, I guarantee you these people are probably set to get back in because that's that's part of the plan. You know, they want them in, in that pot position. They want them in place, you know. I've got a, I've got a theory, man. Oh, lay it on me. <laughs> so in France, love a good theory. Here course, we go. And, and and of course, even in um, the US, how you know how they have those um, electronic voting systems where mm. you go into a booth and, oh, yeah. and press press a touch screen. Guess who the creators of these this equipment is. <laughs> Uh, Black Rock and Vanguard, maybe? Or... <laughs> oh, how did you guess, mate? <laughs> oh, they own... Yeah, what's the... Um, they own the company. I know they own that big... There's one of the... Uh... Black Rock needs their puppet at the top. Let right? me look for it. Let me look for it. They own one of the... Dominion. Dominion voting machines. I'm pretty sure, yeah, is owned oh. by one of them. Dominion. Who owns... I'll search for it now. Who owns Dominion? Oh, I did. I'd be surprised if it comes up in that. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh... It's got to be someone will have it. So we we don't have them in Australia. Hey, we don't have any. No, I don't think any state no. has electronic voting in this country. No, that's yeah. true. The AEC runs the voting thing through for the whole yeah. country, so it's it's. Um, there might um, be another one. Unless there's another electronic voting company, I'm pretty sure it was all Dominion uh, acquisitions. Here we go. Diebold, Diebold. Maybe that was another one. Uh, Staple Street Capital. Well, it says in 2018, Dominion was in acquired by its management and Staple Street Capital, a private equity firm. Well, one of those is probably owned by BlackRock or Vanguard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they own all these fucking firms. So yeah. Yeah, it'd be it'd be un, it'd be in the umbrella of one of them for sure. You know, 100 percent, 100 percent, especially something that's got the contract for. All the voting systems. Yeah. It's, have you? <laughs> I love it's how. A safe bet. I love how the Simpsons <laughs> has taken the piss out of all that sort of shit. You know, and we kind of just take it for granted. But let me just have a quick look here. Uh, Simpsons voting machine. Oh, the Simpsons. Uh, let me just see if this is the right one. Fucking funny though. God, they're good. They nail it every time in terms of, you know, like taking the piss out of how it really works, you know? Uh, and they go into like a voting booth. Ah, uh, yeah, here we go. Barack Obama. Well, it must have been when Obama was still running. 
not that one. I'll have to find, come on. Anyway, like I, I'm pretty sure like he was going into the voting machine and I might just put the clip up in the, in the show notes anyway. He's trying to hit the, the button to vote and it's automatically picking someone else like it's switching the vote on him and yeah it's made they made it really confusing yeah, it was pretty clever though oh wow did they do that in the sense yeah 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 basically taking the piss out of the fact that there was voting fraud you know what i mean like <laughs> oh they nail it every time god it makes me laugh i'm sure the ceo of blackrock says oh can you just do that simpson thing yeah so we so we can we can piss on the slaves just for a little bit. That's yeah, right. and oh, I, I want I want the next I want the next board meeting to have the Simpsons things in there, so we can all have a little laugh over over brunch. <laughs> I'll have to be careful because I'm sure Fox uh, is owned by BlackRock or Vanguard, <laughs> who no you know, who makes the Simpsons. Yeah. Oh God, so good. Anyway, yeah, I'm pre- I'll find the right one and I'll put it in the show notes. I'll, I'll send it to you as well, Andy. You'll have a laugh. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't really have anything else to add for for this one, mate. Um, like I said, just a general chat, no. see what's happening, talk about what's really going on at the moment. Bit of a catch up. Uh, yeah. Ethan's on his way down to Newcastle or something, so he wasn't available for this one. Uh, still no sign of John, unfortunately, but that's all right. We'll get him on and we'll have a chat about it for our listeners. I know he's probably already done a few different podcasts around the place and and talked about it. Tried to lock him in for the for the first one, but. I understand he's got to promote his work to whoever wants to listen. All good. Get amongst it. All right. Uh, you all good to go, Andy? Anything else you want to do um, to add for this one, brother? Black Rock CEO signing off. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm all good. Thanks, Jimmy. All right, brother. Take it easy, man. Appreciate it. It's
So 